guys, today I'm going to read chapter 18 of the Shakespeare's Pride. So here I go. Don't touch me, cried the black-hired man in his haste to distance himself from Sam. He coiled it from the cartwheel. The pistol fell from his belt, but he seemed not to notice. Come away, he shouted to his men. Take nothing with you. When they hesitated, they, he bellowed, Now, you galloping guides, it's the contagion. Sam had climbed out of the carewell now and was staggering about, begging for a drink of water. When he shuffled uh, toward the bandits, who were unhitching our horses, they bolted. The other... Two let go of the chair's mounts and took their heels as well. Now that I could move without fear of being shot or scalped, I hastened to try a cup of water from the keg strapped to the side of the carewer and filled it out to Sam. Don't give him that cup, protested Mary Shakespeare. He'll contaminate it. Then we'll get another sip. Go on, Sam. Take it. Sam turned his hollow eyes gratefully upon me and reached out for the cup. As his trembling hands closed over mine, I gave an involuntarily shudder, wondering how much contact was required to transmit the plague from one person to another. Instead of gulping down the contents of the cup, Sam upended over his head. The water drenched his tulsid, matted hair and cursed down his cheeks. The blotches and sores began to melt away and slough off as though he had been anointed them from water from the grail. I blinked in astonishment. What in heaven's name? And then the truth struck me like a fool's bladder, and I began to laugh. Sam gave a weak grin of we collapsed in a heap on the ground. Help me get him back to the carewer, said Jamie. Sa- I said to Jamie Redzoff. He stepped forward and took me. But he's not nay nay, I shut him, still laughing. It's not the contagion. It was only face faint. As we lifted him to- into the wagon, Sam came and murmured, I had a good performance, didn't I? You played the plague to the life, I replied. Or should I say to the death? I wet a rag and gently washed the rest of the makeup from his face. How did I have time to do all this? He gave me a shamed smile. The truth is, I started on it well before the bandits turned up. I had planned only to play a prank on you and the others. It would have been a cruel prank, I said. We were all anxious about you. I didn't mean to give you all a good laugh and liven things up a bit. I'm sorry. Well, considering how things turned out, I expect everyone will forgive you. I put a hand on his forehead. The fever seems to have broken. How do you feel? As though my limbs were made of new cheese, he said. Rest then. You'll feel longer, stronger in the morning. The rest of the company had managed to lift the dead horse to pull enough to pull Mr. Arwen free. 
he was limping about, rubbing his bruised leg. Rubbing his bruised leg. You're fortunate it's not broken, said Mr. Phillips. Uh, Mr. Arman did not reply. Though it was too dark to see much, he was staring out across the moor in the direction the brigands had gone. We should have pursued them, he said grimly, and put a hand to his throat as if feeling again the edge of the bandage blade. How did they hide themselves so well? asked Jack. Jamie Redtoff was examining the club clump of fruits from which the thieves had emerged clip over one of the shrubs with his walking stick. They cut some of the fruits and covered themselves over with it. A clever tactic. Man disguised by bushes, mused Mr. Shakespeare. I'll have it to use in the play. We may as well camp here for the night, said Mr. Haynes. I doubt about I doubt those brigands will be back. He pulled the wagons off the road and used one of the teams to drag Mr. Armin's mare out of our sight. To my surprise, Mr. Shakespeare got out his travel desk and sat it up to into next to one of the carriers. You mean to work on the play? I said, I fear. Ideas come to me as I ride along, he told me. If I don't capture them soon, they'll be gone like those bandits. He lit a horn lantern. How Sam? On mend, I think. Mr. Shakespeare shook his head. One hardly knows whether to find find the boy for such for playing such a stunt or reward him for saving our lives. Well, I did tell me he was sorry. Besides, as they say here in Yorkshire, all's well that ends well. Mr. Shakespeare smiled and played thoughtfully with the ring in his ear globe. That, that's what they say, is it? Aye, that's a good line, he said. Let's give it to Elena. What? When he reached Leeds the next day, we were relieved to discover that neither the plague nor mock plays had been before us. There before us. We were even more relieved to find a letter from Sandra awaiting us. It did my heart good to hear his voice, which even on paper had good natured and cheerful as cricket. The letter had gone a long her letter was a long one, filled with anecdotes about the mischief the boy, what mischief the boys had been up to, and with the latest news about events in London. His men, he mentioned the plague only briefly, near the end of the missive. Though the death rate was devising, it had not yet reached the proportions everyone feared. Rest. Rest assured that all of us here are in good health, aside from the touch of melancholy when we think of you, our absent friends. Mr. Burbage is providing well for us, but asks that you send a share of the box as soon as you are able. 
For my part, I value your letters more than any amount of money. You good f- fortune follow, follow you, or even letter proceed. Yours faithfully, Alexander Coop. I braided myself for not having written more often, and resolved up to letter off to him that every the very evening, if I could, Sander would, I knew, be nearly as pleased about my finding as a father as I was myself. My only cause for disappointment was that there seemed to be little opportunity for Jimmy Woodsaw and me to discuss the dozens of questions, large and small, that still waited impatiently in the back of my mind, like some important role I had studied, but I had never given the chance to perform. More than anything else, I wanted to know about my mother, but even in a rare moment of leisure, I could not manage to pry more than a few sentences for him concerning her. It seemed painful for him, as though I were probing at his old war wound and not his memory. I concluded that he must have loved her a great deal to to be hurt so by thought. By spent a profitable three days in weeks, Sam had recovered enough to play small part, provided he rested between scenes. So he would not. He so he would not feel uh, useless. I gave him the book to hold while I took care of more sternest stuff. Jimmy Ritza volunteered to take on the task of gathering. The, oh, the money box must have weighted heavily on his injured back. He bore it without complaint. He went beyond the bounds of duty Daddy, in fact, calling enthusiastically to passerby, come and watch the show. What? Only a penny to see the best that London has to offer. One might have thought that Salpavi would pitch in and do his part, but as always, he seemed to consider anything other than acting and be beneath him. In fact, several times he went so far as to test me when the property was out of place, as though I were there only to assist him. I was all I could keep from assisting him into stage with the end of my blundered sword. I tried hard to tolerate him, partly because I wanted to keep peace within the company, and partly because I felt guilty yet about having spies on him. Each time I recalled the path of stripes down his back, I felt a pang of pity that I would not, I am sure, otherwise I, otherwise have I, have had. To make King John more conscient and swift-moving, Mr. Shakespeare 
had performed most of the female roles, so Sapalvi and I were conscripted as soldiers for the battle scenes. I spent spare moments of which there were a few. Working on my priming skills, determined that if I had not, could not impress Jamie Rexa with my ability to say lines convincingly, I would at least make a good showing with a sword, something a former soldier could surely appreciate. So that was chapter 18. Bye guys, see you later. See you later, see you later, see you later, bye guys!